Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite Repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Monday. It is 545. This is the morning sickness. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. There's Big Dick Toledo and uh, Monday morning quarterback in our way through yesterday, just talking about uh, the boring nature of the NFL if you're not a fan of the teams playing on TV. <laughs> I mean, Cardinal fans had their game Thursday, so you guys got the taste of, boy, man, it was, the stuff we were watching yesterday wasn't very good, and I'm flipping around trying to find a game. I watched the Browns and Ravens, and the only the only thing I was rooting for was like, Malaria. I wanted that to kind of go over the field. I, mean, I don't know what I'm watching. I'm not rooting for either the Browns or the Ravens, and kind of hoping that there'd be like a, you know, an M Night Shyamalan wave of air that goes over and just slaughters the entire group of, you know, nun murderers and rapists there in the crowd of Baltimore and all the the kitty touchers that lived in there. And I watch TV. I know what the Wire was about. I've seen the Keepers. I know what Baltimore is. Then you got the teams. Ugh. So, yeah, it was a tough day to watch football. And then, even as a Steeler fan, I can recognize how horrible last night's game had to be for somebody who wasn't a, a Dolphin or a Steelers fan. What a drag. they got to get something going here. My friend has a theory that the NFL is uh, is kind of pulling what the NBA does, and they're load-managing the longer seasons, not necessarily with time played, but with uh, effort exerted. Just get to the playoffs? Yeah, just get me through. Everybody's kind of muddling in the middle, and then you – you hit another gear and you start showing some real stuff. I think the Chiefs are a team that don't have to worry about it. The Bills are just going to mop you up, but the the middle teams are kind of like let's not let's not throw all of our uh, plays out on the field every week. Let's let's hold off on our real game plan until about week eight nine. I hope he's right because it's brutal. I I text you guys yesterday. I'm like I'm not sure without my loyalties I'd spend much time 
watching NFL football this year because I didn't. I had the day free yesterday. I'm like, all right, let's see what's on. And then I'd get, I'd find something else to do. I got bored. I'd go do other things. And I'm like, man, this is, this is, this is an indictment on the level of play. I feel like I'm watching college football. Tennessee, Chattanooga, Alabama State. I have no interest in this. It doesn't matter in the end. And I think it also has to do with the fact that there's like five good teams in the NFL right now that are clearly better than everyone else. You know? Doug Hopkins is a Jets fan. He's through the moon right Pleasant now. Pleasant surprise. They're five and two, yeah. but yeah. he knows deep down that this team isn't going to win anything. But he's happy to see that they're finally winning. So there's, there's some and of that. And to do it in Green Bay. <clears throat> that was wow. the best part about yesterday. Yeah. Oh. The best part of Green Bay is watching Aaron Rodgers' That's press why, conference. Oh, man. That's good for a quarter or two watching the second <laughs> Look, half. Like I go to the teams I hate websites after they lose, and I watch their press conferences because, like I've always said, nothing makes me happier than sad Ravens. I love it. I have sad Patriots, sad Ravens, uh, and I guess to a certain degree, sad Aaron Rodgers because he gets mouthy. Just because he's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, because there's something about him that's easy to hate. And uh, yeah, I find myself watching that for the soap opera more than I do the game. I like when they lose and I like when they cry afterwards about why they lost. I like sad Broncos, too. Sad Broncos make me happy, but not as much. They've been kind of a non factor for a while, so. And they're all new people, but yeah, they're a mess. I don't That's know if someone mentioned that, that uh, Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Someone was talking, I think it was Marshawn Lynch, but he's like, you have to contact his agent. Yeah, he's a, You're a teammate yeah. in order to talk to him. There's been a few oh, people Jesus, that have come really? out and said he's the phoniest person. It's clear he's the phoniest person out there. I mean, his, his all for love, God, I'm a virgin garbage to start the whole career off was a little bit like, all right, Russ. We're not really buying it. And then his little TikToks of inspirational – he's an inspirational speaker. But his teammates have said, yeah, that's the phoniest dude I've ever been around in my life. But when he was flying high, I'll get you wins. You don't care. you got to remember that. There's 53 guys on a roster, another 28, 29 coaches. You're dealing with 100 people. Not everybody's getting along. This whole team thing only happens on Sunday and during practice. It's – there's there's definitely going to be some people you're like I can't stand that guy but he has to you have to work with him and sometimes it's the main guy I don't think Russell was that big of him but yeah Denver's got they paid the wrong dude evidently because <laughs> and then, yeah and Aaron Rodgers losing just I'm Taylor Heineke and I mean you just start thinking of the people that are <laughs> pushing him around it's kind of like this is great that, actually oh, I, I don't fun. know if it was the Packers looked so bad or the Commanders are actually like doing something uh, over there finally. I mean, I was like no. looking at him like, well, what's no. going on here? No, because you're just, you know why? Because you're looking at the laundry. The Green Bay Packers are supposed to beat the right. Washington yeah. Commander Skins, and that's not happening. So you're like, wait a minute, how are the Commander Skins even in this game? That's the Packers, but the Packers aren't there anymore. Daryl Johnson God. called him the Redskins yesterday, and I thought his head was going to pop. Did they Did they beep him? No. Wow. I, I, they I, did a couple I, weeks ago. Did they really? Well, yeah, they beeped the guy. They like You could hear the delay. Like He goes, the re-, and then it just like went, it oh, dies. I mean the commanders. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Daryl Johnson started the game going, oh, what, that, what has to happen out there with Taylor Heineke is that the Redskins, ah, oh, commanders. <laughs> like he was like, like somebody had a gun. Staggering. Like just off camera, there's a gun pointed at him and said, if he says it, shoot him. Put an arrow through him. The best part of watching any of the games in Washington are shots of the crowd. And I don't think, unlike the people of Cleveland who went out and bought all new Guardian stuff, I don't think a soul in D.C. went off and bought uh, commander's gear. Everything, Redskins shirts, hats, 
T-shirts. Everything's got the old Indian head on it. Yep. Like, that, you know, black people, white people. They're Asian, proud of it. Everybody's yeah. like, nope, it's the Redskins. I would imagine. And plus, you're asking D.C., which is, you know, not the most wealthy area of, uh, you know, I'm sure probably all the people, the games aren't from D.C., but they're big Redskins fans. And you're watching all these people. Just go, I'm not going to spend another billion dollars on merchandise. This is a merchandising scam. You just pulled a Ponzi on me and you pulled the rug out from under. And now i got to go buy all new stuff or I'm not loyal. Screw you. I've got a John Riggins. I saw a whole group of African-American people in the front row of the Redskins. And all of them had Doug Williams jerseys on. And I'm like, yeah, they kind of took that away. I wonder if they make Doug Williams commander's jerseys. You know what I mean? Do Throwbacks? they change it up? Hmm. Um, yeah. Do like they... anyone in the Hall of Fame? No, 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 go... that stays for some reason, because okay. I was curious about that, but too. The jerseys don't up. have the name on it, but so they can just get by with the number. It and says the... Commanders across the front. No, but I mean, like the old school ones. They no, didn't. they don't. Yeah. No. I mean, towards the end, they had Redskins written up by their neck, mm. but only for like a year. The uh, But I'm wondering if you went back and tried to go to, you know, buy old, like John Riggins, you know, the Hogs. Does it go to the... Does Do they just send you a Commander's and, jersey? Yeah. Doug Williams. He wasn't That's a Commander. He was a Washington Redskin. They might just... Uh, do what Brett's saying. This is maybe a logo, yeah, and the Riggins number. And but is it? But Commanders jerseys are different. Do they send you the old Redskins jersey with Commanders written on it, or just you know, what do they get? What do you get? Dave, I'm, gonna look that up. The- I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, because that's an interesting idea. Because I mean, if I wanted a Sandy Alomar Jr. jersey from the Indians, I don't think I'm allowed to get it anymore. I don't think I'm allowed to buy the Indians. At least not from. You know, Major League Baseball approved stuff. It would have to be. How about China, though? China. Yeah, China would make me. <laughs> they don't care. And Indians, but somehow or another, there's a four in Indians or a K. Yeah, it's weird. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking at the crowd in, in Washington yesterday. I'm like, none of these people are embracing this commander's thing. With a Sonny Jurgensen jersey, you get a headdress. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do I get the old gear? Do I get the, the full headdress and that arrow thing? Or Remember the uh, Thanksgiving, too? You got the Cowboy oh. Bob for the Cowboys yeah. and the Redskins would play. Oh, it was the best. And they'd fight in the middle. Yeah. Like it was Cowboys and Indians. That was the fun part. And when Daryl Johnson said Redskins, his eyes got huge. Like, I'm fired. It's, it's, it's become such a, an odd slur. So you can do that's an old Sean Taylor, Daryl Green, Doug yep, Williams. It's just the team colors. Well, they never had Redskins written on it, but those yeah. are Redskins jerseys. Oh, yeah. So you're supporting the what's Redskins. The, what's the patch up here? Is it a oh, it's just anniversary. 75th anniversary yeah. of the NFL loving the Redskins back then? That's 94, so. Yeah. All right, so you can still get the look. Or you, you can actually get a new Commander's one. Go down. See, that's a Sean Taylor Commander's. Interesting. That's the throwbacks. Interesting. I'm going to check in what, what will they do? Yeah, what will they do with throwback days in Washington? All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. They're not having. They're not having. Yeah. I think they go back to last year. Yeah. Or they go back to the Washington football. Throwing it back team to 2021. Yeah, we'll <laughs> 2022. 
But yeah, so yeah. What was the original helmet? Did the original helmet have the a Redskins? logo on it? What they had an R they, used to be an R on there, like a scrolling Way back R. In there. No, it was just a it was just a, an R, a yellow R. And they've had a couple others, but I mean, prior to logos, I don't know if they had, you know, I don't know if they just had an Indian standing there with a thumbs up. I don't know. But yeah, you can get can you get old school Indian stuff, or is it all Guardians? Yeah, I don't know. It's all so silly. It's all just so That's, uh, stupid, really. Cooperstown stuff. Everybody, yeah, but the crowd wearing it and them showing the crowd doesn't seem. This guy had a shirt that just said, you know, in the old redskin letters, just yeah. said redskins across his shirt. And then all the other. It's a reminder constantly that there's got to be a generational die off for Dan- people to care. Daniel Snyder's wife messed up over the weekend, I guess, and she said did. it. Said oh, she redskins. said redskins yeah. over the Oh, my God. She's got to yeah. go. She's got to go. Well, that's the good thing. Is that Daniel Snyder is, you know, again, they admit this, is that you've got a generation of fans that have to just die before the Redskins officially are all gone. Uh, and what Daniel Snyder's done to that team has made it so no young kids will like them ever again. So eventually there'll be no Redskins or Commanders fans, and they'll have to start fresh in the first place. I'm flowing pretty good thanks to your Commander skins. You know, Commander skins I, I was going Commodores at first. and then <laughs> Remind you. Yeah. I've helped you, I've helped you merge the eras with the Commander skins. The Commodores would have been nice. Why not a tribute to Lionel and the yeah, boys? Yeah, that's <laughs> You know, the early day Commodores, the easy like a Sunday morning Commodores. Yep. Three times a lady. Three times a lady Commodores. Yeah. The Washington Commodores it is. Because 90% of the city is Commodore fans, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, I guarantee it would make everybody in that town happy. Yeah. And every time there's a, a field goal, because you're once, twice. Three times to the upright. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. I'd watch that all day. The Commodores, we should just start naming it after bands. How offensive could that be? I like it. Yeah, football was a uh, a little bit boring. There's a couple of things that went on that were fun, but for the most part, it was either just a, a bloodbath or teams just kind of muddling through. That Steelers-Dolphins game was just like, oh. Come on, somebody catch an interception. <laughs> Can we get one of these balls that are bouncing off of your chest to just get caught? This game would end and it would be okay. But 16-10, 0-0 in the second half. Nobody's enjoying that outside of the group of people at my house and some Dolphin fans like John Vela who hung Dolphin stuff here in the studio yesterday and took pictures and sent it to me. Oh, did he? Yeah, and I'm like, what are you celebrating there, bro? We'll see you. Uh, you know what we're going to do? Buy tickets to the Super Bowl because neither of us are going to be in it, we you know, get your team help out. Get to a Super Bowl ticket because he'll be in the crowd with the rest of us. Yeah, it's boring. You can kind of see it like unfolding. Like this is a very down year for ability. The Jags and a five and one Giants team fighting tooth and nail, and you're like, this is something I don't care about at all. The neck. I'm trying. That's the worst part. I'm so indoctrinated into football. I'm trying to like some of this stuff. I'm forcing myself. To watch that. And I actually feel sorry for Tom Brady. I don't know how this sea change has occurred in my life, but I'm watching the game and I can feel bad. It doesn't look like anybody around him's trying. Like this guy's dropping what touchdowns. Then you look at and, like, what a year to go out on right now. Why? Why in the world would he want that to be? Like this, I this know, whole thing's a nightmare him. for him. It's I, like he could have retired. Now you're thinking should have stayed out and. He's throwing balls to guys who just stopped, was right. stopped running. And, yeah, she's got to be ear-beating the hell out of him at home. I tell you, Tommy, you should have quit a long time ago. Uh, no, all she has to do is just right. smile. With that face? 
She better be facing the other way because the only thing about her is good as her body. Mm-hmm. I've often said that I could be Giselle with just a little makeup and a wig. She's got the same nose I have. We have the same giant nose. Yeah, she just looks at him and gives him a wink. How's apartment life? I'm going to move back in someday, Giselle. I know it. We're not over yet. Mm-hmm. Go off with your real love football. But I watched him, like, uh, you know, people dropping the touchdowns. He threw a pass that he was trying to throw a guy open, so he'd give it out to his hands. You don't necessarily throw it right on his numbers. Give it to, and the dude realized, ah, I got to try for that one. And he kind of <laughs> cut his route off and just jogged it off like they're at practice. And Tom didn't, like, he just reacted like, you got to be kidding me. That, that team is just dead flat. There's something really wrong there. And, uh, uh, you know, Byron Leftwich was a genius two years ago, and everybody went on him as a head coach. is now the biggest idiot in football. So, football. I want it to be better. I just want it to be good. Last night we had, the, you know, the, the Steeler uh, crew that comes to my house on Steeler games, and they're all popping by. And Dale Hellestray, uh, former member of uh, this show on Thursdays, but he's not allowed in here anymore. He made too many people mad. That's a fact. I wish Dale was going to start coming back in. And then there were, like, complaints, like loads of them from people. Like, if Dale kind of – I don't know what he did to people in this building, but he made some people so angry that Dale's not allowed in the building anymore. Emails were exchanged. I'm like, for Dale? Is it? And and then I realized that Dale is Frankenstein, and the the towns, you know, the townspeople were coming with torches, yeah, down torches the hall and pitchforks because <laughs> they were worried that he was coming back, and we thought we'd chased him off. But he was going to come by last night. But there was a heavy police presence in my neighborhood for some reason. Uh, and I'm not kidding. Like right down the road from me, helicopter, streets closed. I didn't know about it. I knew the helicopter was going over, but that happens because you know freeway's close enough that something like that. And uh. Get a text from uh, Dale. What's going on in your South Phoenix neighborhood? I'm like, what are you talking about? It was heavy police presence. I can't get it. He went home. The giant didn't just go around the street that had some domestic violence or somebody shot a hillbilly or there was some drug addict wandering. Who knows what was going on? But uh, there was. uh, They shut off some streets? Oh, yeah. And I'm close to a police station. So something that goes wrong in my hood, the over-exaggeration is. It's insane. Like every cop car from the police station that's up the road shows up, and I mean, it's 20 of them. They're so close. There's a bunch of them. They just want to see what's going on, too. They're bored or whatever. There's not a lot it's going close on. close to the nest. Man, it is. And they are, they're happy. I don't know what happened, but they had the helicopter out. They had streets closed off. And Dale could have gone right around it. It wasn't that bad. But he saw it on his phone on his way in. I don't know, Johnny. That's right here, 51, heavy police presence. And I'm like, yeah, so but we're still fine. I haven't been shot yet. I'm not getting off on that. Drove all the way back home to Moon Valley, you know, because he was afraid. that. The, I, what kind of history do you have to have that you won't go by police looking at someone else? Well, I got a text about 9.22 p.m. From Dale? Yo, <laughs> figure out about five minutes between 9 and 9.30 I can call Holmberg. I can cold call Holmberg and bust his chops about his hood in the neighborhood. <laughs> and bust my chops about you, you coward. Dale won't drive past police who are busy with something else. I'm not going in there like cops. They're not after you, are they? Who knows? I gotta get out of here. Drove all the way home like some, you know, timid old lady in a. She's scared to death. I'm not going in there. That's scary. Everybody else made it. All the other deadbeats of my life rolled in. Dale went home. 
be interesting to hear his dramatic experience. Oh, his dramatic retelling, which I already know is, he was on the 51, his app that says where to be scared popped up, and he's like, I'm close to that, and he drove home like a baby. There's police officers in a house nearby. We should go. Pathetic. Saddest thing I've ever seen. It's a grown man. Who doesn't drive towards that? I see a bunch of cop lights and yellow tape. I go to it. I want to see bodies. I want to see what's going on. I watch OP Live. It's awesome to see the cops in action. Not when you have a Mickey's Big Green There's in the rub. Hand. There's what was going on. He had a giant red Solo cup full of alcohol <laughs> in the car. There's no question. I'm going by there. But that's when you go by. They're busy. We got some hillbillies down the road. Like the neighborhood went through a big transformation in the past 15 years. And some of the old guards still in there. Like they got these houses and these giant lots back when they were dirt cheap. Yeah. And then now or it's, it's their parents that have been living there. The there's the other thing is that a lot of times the parents will die and give their old house to their deadbeat kids who didn't earn a penny. And these, yeah, free, yeah. yeah, living in these, these big old uh, houses and stuff. And, and they'll plop down in there and wreck them. So there's one house down the way. And it's the only one where you kind of are like, okay, this is why HOAs exist. Is that if you knock if you knock on the door and go, could we lose the meth bounder RV from the front yard today, or is that something that has to be out there? And they they, they don't answer the door, and they, they they do a decent job of making it look okay, but you can tell when you drive by. Hey, Brett, you're a car guy, and let yeah. me ask this of all car people. All right, why is it that people that love to fix cars always have two or three cars that can never be fixed? <sighs> That's they're just uh, there. There is no answer yeah, on that. Like if I love to fix cars, all my cars would be in working condition. It's one of those cases. Sometimes these guys will like, "That's oh, a good deal. I'm going to buy that because I'm going to rebuild that thing next <laughs> right. year." And then they buy another one, and yeah. then it's yeah. just they never get to the it. Dudes who and love a lifelong money. project, yeah. right? Never yep. ends. Idiots yep. like me who guys like that laugh at. Like you don't know nothing about cars, but you know what's different about me? I never have a broken down car in my front yard. I never <laughs> have a car that can't be fixed. In my yard, because you know why? A, it's trash. B, I know I can't fix it. I'm aware of things I can't do. I don't have half of a tough shed built by hand in my front because I'm no good at building things. So I'm not going to start trying that. If you can't fix the car, are you really good at fixing cars? You don't plan no. before the weekend like, you know what? I'm going to spend a day with her. <laughs> Just work on her. Right. All day. Then fix the damn thing or recognize it's unfixable. These people have had this car with its hoods off. And the two little arms that would hold the hood up are pointing straight up. Oh, yeah. And there's nothing in there. And you'll go by every once in a while. I'll ride my bike by, and sometimes I get a little nosy, and I'll throw my head over there and see, well, how much work's been done on that? There's no engine in it. There's nothing in there. This thing won't ever move I'm again. rebuilding it right now. It's Where? In the garage. Then get to work. <laughs> Supply chain problem. <laughs> sure you go. That's the new one. Yeah, that's, well, that's some issues getting them in off the boats. Damn Chinese. Well, remember that one that went sideways in the Suez? That had all my stuff on it. You Maybe there's one in your storage container in the backyard. Possibly something you should go grab because you have all the parts. I see it in your front yard all the time. But they always have, like, car guys love fixing cars and make fun of guys who can't. And yet they have junky, broken down stuff. All the time. So I guess they just like the challenge. Well, they buy them and then either don't have the money to do it. Right. But I'm going to get to that someday. Yeah. You know. <laughs> hey, well, you're ruining everything. Oh, I know. Well, we got a, we got a set of those down the road there. And I think that's where the – so I had my fingers crossed that the police activity in my neighborhood was uh, 
like a massive shootout in that house or some sort of a murder-suicide or something, and we finally get that house with a for sale sign in front of it, get that Winnebago out. Because it's one of the last ones that hasn't been, you know, we haven't swept out the old. It's not gentrification either, you know, for anybody. It's getting rid of white people, like herding out the losers. That I don't care what color you are. If you're a loser, get out of the neighborhood. You're wrecking everything. We've got nice houses rebuilt, fully remodeled. The whole place has gone through this. It's beautiful. Property values through the moon. And then you see this one. You're like, God damn it, we got one left. If only those people would just get into one of their meth shootouts, we could have this neighborhood back. And I think maybe that happened yesterday. It scared Dale away. There's one in every neighborhood, though. Yeah, there's always that house. Like, uh, well, there's a car guy on every street. Yeah. And car guys, I hate to break it to you, you're the ones who wreck everything. You're the ones with I am, cars. but I keep my stuff in the garage. Smart. <laughs> you Your can't dad see kept it in the oven. Oh, yeah, well, that's true. Like, his dad kept car parts in the oven. Mainly as a, to me, it was a passive-aggressive way of saying your mom didn't cook. No, no, no. That's when they were divorced. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, you would never have that. There was car parts in the pantry and everything else, and... <laughs> He's like, I don't use the damn oven. What the hell? Yeah. It's storage. Where's that distributor? There's can. a pair of heads in there. and Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he put it in, make a car out of it. <laughs> he was. He was actually working on it. But Did it, was, it ever it become a car? I did, actually. Really? That one actually okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But there was probably another one next to it. Or something broken. There was, there was always something broken, yeah. but yeah. Two doors down uh, on my street across has a... I've been seeing this Camaro sitting in there Ugh. for 20 years, but now I know it's a meth lab. So, oh, is that the Gramps, same house? Yeah, yeah, Gramps is keeping it for the grandson. Right. And, you can uh, have this the second you test positive. At least it's negative. in the garage. Yeah. They close it up. Well, there's good reasons. Car guys always have broken cars. So are you a good car guy? You don't know. I'm like, look, if I had a – it wouldn't be very good if I was like, I guess a – a plumber, and you came to my house, and one of my bathrooms was just in a shambles. Just parts <laughs> laying all over the place, or pipes out, sinks. I just like a good bathroom challenge. I'm like, well, you got one. Get to it. This thing's been a disaster forever. What kind of plumber has a screwed up bathroom? Car guys are the only ones that the thing you're great at lays in a mess all over your front yard. It's it's only car guys. And then there's a little bitterness for me. It's a little deep down bitterness because I never learned cars. Or anything like that. So I, I've always been made, you know, kind of to feel less than around car guys. And then I realized, you guys don't know how to fix anything either. You always got broken stuff. If I was yeah. a contractor and you came to my house and one of the walls was tilting and, the, you know, the, the roof was in a V because the structure's kind of caving in. And they're like, hey, I thought you were a general contractor. I thought you were a, a construction guy. I am. Well, I don't trust you to build anything because your house is torn up. You don't know nothing about construction. I'm like, hmm. Interesting. But no, most of the time you go to a contractor's house, it's up to snuff. Car guys, you're weird. You're weirdos. But yeah, I hope that the people down the road with the Bounder RV and the busted up cars and the Oleander that's grown over one of their broken cars. That's good. Yeah, that's the only (laughs) thing that's happening that's good is the overgrowth. Like the world came to an end. And we fast forwarded forty years. And the Walking Dead front yard, <laughs> right? You'll fertilize that damn tree. Well, and you got <laughs> oleander trees growing out of a car. It's been there so long. That one, that one got ahead of me there. That's an old GTO. I bought the shell of. I'm like, why? I was gonna fix it. Complete f- failure, Jethro. Get it out of the front yard, <laughs> Matthew. God damn it, John. Why'd you just expose all those car guys? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Will you guys fix your stuff or take a weekend and just do it? You're pissing everyone off with your love of fixing cars that you're evidently awful at. I like going to guys' houses who are car guys and they've got that weird double lift. Yeah. And their whole garage is spotless. 
and they don't have a broken car. It's like car. a man cave. They've so got a car they fixed, and they like they don't ever drive it. They just go fix a fixed car. I went to a guy's house once. He had this old Pontiac something or other. It was cool. It was green. And he, and he showed me pictures. He goes, this is what it used to look like. This is, it took me about six months. And I'm like, wow, that's incredible. I'm like, was it ever in your yard? He looked at me like, what? I'm like, you're not a real car guy if the parts weren't strewn about the neighborhood. And I, so I went, and, he, and I said, what do you do with it? And he goes, I just come in here and fiddle with it. And he'll start it, and it Don't sounds touch it. good. And then he goes and he plays with it, and he goes, that's better. And shuts it, and that's his joy out of that. And it just sits on this thing, and then he hits a button, and it just hovers above the other cars. And like some second rack he's built in his house. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. But that's a real car guy, because you know why? All his cars work. Uh, that's when I'm cucks. He, yeah. he, he watched somebody else fix <laughs> yeah. his car for him. My real passion <laughs> is a tropical fish. And uh, here, come on into my garage and take a gander at this. And there's just dead fish everywhere. I'm working on this tank here and killed quite a lot of fish in the process. You're terrible at this. Fix your goddamn cars. But yeah, I was kind of hoping that there'd be yellow tape around that house. Maybe the garage door had been torn off. There's some wood on the walls where the gunshots went through and the police had to open fire. But uh, no, doesn't look like it. I think somebody just... Get the full chain link up there. You know, like construction areas oh. do downtown to keep people out of the yeah. site. Yeah. And put it around this dump. Yeah. But you, I, by the way, real estate folk, uh, you're about to get a huge deal if these people do finally start shooting each other. When they clear the cars out and all the parts, this house is gangbusters. It's ready to... Be, we got it. It's a teardown, I'm not going to lie, because the, the greasy weirdos that live inside there have ruined the inside, I'm sure, as much as they have all the cars in their driveway. They, and the funny thing is they've got one truck. One they, that runs? Yeah. And they parked that thing like, kind of off to the side of the garage where all the junk is. That's their get-out truck. <laughs> well, that's the one that gets them to work and back, you know, where they work on cars for a living, I'm guessing. They're poorly. Well, what's in the garage? Uh, junk. Have you ever seen it? Okay. No. Garbage. Them. Uh, they have two chairs. I've seen that. Two chairs facing the road. So they can sit and suck down Olympia and stare at people as they actually have normal houses. <laughs> Look at him out there making his house all pretty. Loser! <laughs> How do you not understand property? Look at that twink in the Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Look at the twink in the Jeep. I don't have a junkyard in my front. That twink in the Jeep is happy to be the twink in the Jeep. Speaking there of, he is again. I was at a twink party on Friday night. Yeah, how'd that go? Phoenix Theater Company. Uh, Did you buy anything? I donated because you feel guilty not yeah. doing it, but I really didn't want to. I liked it, but you know, and Megan even texted, "Don't, this isn't your passion." And I'm like, "Ah, we're here. It's nice. The neighbors, uh, Michael's on the board. He's. It's a really nice event." Uh, I will tell you this, and this is just me. The party that I was at, if I price tagged it, two hundred fifty grand. Everybody got filet mignon. There was two hundred people there with a steak. Yeah, a beautiful steak too. It was really good. Uh, bottles of champagne flying all over the place. Oh, and uh, what I didn't realize was it was black tie. I didn't know that. And uh, last second there, I said, ah, suit schmoot. I got enough good stuff. Put a pair of jeans on, nice button-up shirt. You're going to blend in with everybody. <laughs> no, sir. Gays in black tie is different than regulars in black tie. And There's they, the straight. Oh, they knew. <laughs> They're like, oh, thanks for trying. I'm like, look, I might as well have worn pajamas. I stand out so bad. And, uh, I, yeah, I looked awful. Don't care. But uh, And it kept the twinks away. But, Did you bid on any weekend getaways to Sausalito no, or anything? No, like they that? had a couple of good ones too, but they started them real high. The gays have money. So the, the feet, Artie Moreno was there. I was like, I'm not in on this bidding. Uh, there's a billionaire sitting two seats away from me. 
They gave Artie a prize, and everybody who got an award got a song from the Phoenix Theater Company. And uh, they they did some Broadway production for each award. Got a oh, it was that way. And uh, yeah, there's a couple of them that probably push yourself in. Probably push yourself be, out. Probably shouldn't be singing. There's a couple of them that are really good. I, I'm a very judgy theater guy because I think it's very funny the way people act in theater. I, I just nobody talks like that, and their hand gestures are real. And it was very the, the acting was very high schoolish. It made me giggle. I was dying because it was very. The production itself had a high school vibe to it, and they're—they probably raised a million dollars for this thing. And it's a—have you been there? It's gorgeous, the Phoenix Theater. Uh, like it's like uh, been a while. Oh my sweet yeah. Jesus! This facility is amazing, and they're looking to add on. It's beautiful, but uh, the production I was watching, I was like, okay, I might as well go to Dobson and watch the kids put together "Bye Bye Birdie" because <laughs> I'm looking at this, this guy's, and it's sad because it's like people in their fifties who are still doing regional theater so this wasn't the goal but they man they got up they got a setup down there and it's pretty and the people there were amazing and super nice but you know Artie moreno's there and you got that letitia lady that does all the charity uh auctions she's an amazing auctioneer and she's uh, you know got a this one trip gotta drop 20k for her oh i said when you you know you're out of your league when the first thing is like we're gonna start the friends of the phoenix theater company bidding and they tear it. So the worst part is you're sitting there with a group of people and you've got your bidding paddle. And they started off with, uh, who would like to be a lifelong friend for $25,000? $25,000 right now. I'm like, twenty one. what does that give? Do I get blowjobs from all the gays in the theater company? What is going to happen for twenty five grand? And then a paddle goes up, another one goes up, they got fifty grand. And they're like, and I know twenty five thousand is a huge hit, but how about ten? Ten thousand, like ten thousand, pretty big hit for most people too. To just hand over to you, you know, you regional actors, popping ten thousands like crazy, and then they're like, eventually they wander it down to two hundred and fifty bucks. That where you bought in? I got in a little higher than okay. that because I'm not, I'm, I'm a middle guy. I'm okay. like, what's the center of this? And uh, so, uh, like two fifty, and you see all these paddles going up, and the Artie, Artie Moreno's of the world looking at you like, like we're the people with trucks in our yards. Arturo, Arturo, Artie, Artie, Artie put it out there, man. And then they gave him an award at the end. He's like, what am I supposed to do with this? I own the angels. You think I want <laughs> I want your homemade Phoenix Theater microphone? But then the dinner happened, and they had this big band and all that. and It was pretty cool. I had another incident, though, uh, where 2022 kind of attacked me. Uh, being with gay guys is fun because they make fun of everybody. They're catty, especially at black tie events. So I know I was getting hammered like guy in the jeans. I don't care. Cause I'm careful not, how you say that. You got hammered? I didn't get hammered like that. <laughs> there was a couple of times I thought I was going to. So we're making fun, and this lady goes by, and she's in a great big red dress. And I'm like, ooh, they're going to need all the money tonight to fix the walls when the Kool-Aid man keeps going through all that stuff. I said, she shouldn't be wearing red. And a couple of people laughed, and then one guy goes, mm-mm. I'm like, what? Not she, they. Oops. And I'm like, oh, here we go. And I'm like, okay, didn't know. And I wanted to say, dress, hair done. Earrings, makeup, high heels. Sorry for the confusion, but she's putting out a vibe that says she. They. I'm like, how am I supposed to know? She's A, I'm making fun of her. B, she's 35 feet away. The most offensive thing of me saying, hey, Kool-Aid man, about that lady in the red dress was I said she. Yep. <laughs> really? Track together. That's what I said. I said, look, it's girl Kool-Aid man. We're going to have to fix all the walls. Hey, Kool-Aid. And everybody's giggling. That guy's mad because I said she. I'm like, oh, here we go. 
Well, here we go. So then for the rest of the night. the whole night. Yeah, we're the whole night sober. Rest of the night, I just shook hands and nodded and didn't say a word to anybody just in case. Because I guess I'm supposed to guess that a, a, a they in a dress wearing makeup with a purse. Oh, and a tiara uh, is not a girl anymore. I'm supposed to know that. You're in the middle of the game. You're like, I want to play. I want to play. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yours is? I'm, I'm double dutching. Hey, look, here's Kool-Aid man. Huh? She looks like a, a giant in that red dress. Like, she? How dare you, sir? I'm like, oh, I offended somebody with a Kool-Aid joke. That is no she. I'm like, oh, no, it's 2022 attack. I didn't realize. Pull them out of the lineup. Yeah, but that's where I'm like, we were hanging out with a bunch of gay guys at a theater. There's A, there's going to be drama times two because they're theater gays. They're very dramatic. Don't call that a she. I know. It, it's it got feathers and little webbed feet and a beak. But do not call that a duck because it isn't one. I know it waddled in. And, again. It waddled in and quacked hello. But don't you dare call that a duck. You got pelted with a yellow flag. <laughs> right. 15 yards. <laughs> Look at this little duck. How dare you, sir? That is a sparrow. How am I supposed to know when it's dressed up like a duck? But yeah, so I just got quiet afterwards and just ate my, I ate the frosting off of that strawberry ice cream because I hate strawberries. Off I went. Megan kicks your shin. <laughs> Dummy. Time of her life. She's running all over these gays and they're having fun. I'm fine. I've, I have a great time. I joke around. Like my neighbors are incredibly fun people, but you know, and even they're like, who knows what those people want? Like uh, deep down, gays don't like this they, them thing. Oh, like, they don't? Oh, no, no, no. There's there's an inner turmoil going on with the LGBTQP+. They, they're tired of it. Well, because they were just gay. For a while there, they're like, we, we, you know, look, we're trying to get our way. And then suddenly all these other people just glommed on. And now you got all this confusion surrounding it. And, and they feel like everybody's pointing to them and going, ah, they, they lump them in with gays. Gays are like, we got our own problems. Now we got to deal with these people. This isn't part of what we're doing. But they're all together, and then their parades are fun and stuff like that. But boy, there, there's some there's a some... lot feeling the parades too. That it's like it's like the Wheaties representing. Let the the Wheaties go to the parade. Yes, they're yeah, like, yeah. and they're re- representing us, the, and that's not how it is. The comfortable gays aren't going over to that transvestite party that goes on because they're not transvestites, and they, they get mad at you when you say, "Oh, you're gay." Oh my God, just because I do this, and it's kind of fun to watch the boiling, seething. Uh, you know, volcanic lava that's underneath this whole LGBTQ plus thing because there's some L's and, and, and G's that are a little bit mad at the BTQs. And it's I fun to watch. It, I can't keep it straight. No, no one can. Look, I, look <laughs> Brett, Brett, there's nothing to keep straight. You point to a person in a dress with makeup, a tiara, and a person. You say, she looks nice tonight, and you're going to get yelled at. Not she. How dare you? Like, I'm done here. I'm done. That duck is a duck, and I'm saying so, and it's not my fault. you got to give me a little leeway. If I dressed up like Rocky Balboa, showed up in the shorts, no shirt, yellow robe, black eyes, boxing gloves on, and somebody said, hey, Rocky, what's going on? I'd be like, how dare you? How dare you? I'm not even, I'm not even Rocky. I'm not a boxer. You're not a boxer. No. What's with the gloves? My right. It's my right to dress this way. In fact, I'm a, I'm a sailor. How do you not know that I'm Popeye? And if you said, that looks nice tonight, you're getting oh, worse. Oh, even worse. You know what I should have said? Fat ass in the red dress is, uh, looks like Kool-Aid man. But then man would have popped that. I don't know how to be safe anymore. I should just keep it down. I'm turning into a 1950s dad. 
I got the paper in front of me, and the only time I come out of it is to go, the hell's going on? It's to poke my head around the corner when the kids make too much noise, to just kind of peek in and go, ah! Otherwise, I'm just staying behind the paper. You're the old man from a Christmas story? I am. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. And just put the paper back in front of my face. Don't want to deal with it. Not a she. That's a they. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, it's like Dave Chappelle's thing, walking around the streets dressed as a police officer. And then when somebody needs help, just go, no, 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 ma'am. I'm not really a police officer. He shouldn't identify <laughs> me that way just because of the way I'm dressed. You're a cop, right? No, I'm not. Walking around as a cop, though, because I, like I like the way it feels. Dress like a woman, you're running the risk of maybe being called she. So don't be sensitive about it. Stop setting those kind of traps. You're annoying. You're just flat annoying is all. I have no problem with your lifestyle. Your personality's the issue. You're pissing me off. <laughs> uh, let's get us a wake-up song, shall we? A good one. 585-9800, and we'll scream it together. It's 98KUVD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.